You're listening to the Tom Puppet Podcast. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at Tom Puppet Pod, as well as like the show on Facebook at facebook.com slash Tom Puppet. All episodes are also uploaded on YouTube. All you gotta do is search Tom Puppet Podcast. What's up, everybody? How's it going? As always, I am your lovable host, Tom Puppet, and welcome to the Tom Puppet Podcast. Uh, It's been a while. It has indeed been a while, but first off, thank you so much for downloading the podcast. I appreciate it. Um, every I always appreciate when you guys listen to it, download it, however you listen to it. I just thank you. That's all I can really say. Um, if the quality is not as good as it uh, was the last few episodes and things, I sound a little more echoey. I do apologize for that. Um, the reasoning is because I'm currently in the... Uh, process of moving to a new apartment and I already packed up all my podcasting stuff other than my laptop and I didn't realize it until literally 20 minutes before I turned this on to record today I was like oh shit I don't have any of my stuff and I don't want to unpack a box because I don't think I know what box it's in right away so I was like, well, damn, that sucks. I wanted a podcast, but whatever, shit happens. No big deal. I'll do it next week after I move in, maybe a week or two. It's already been like a few months, so what's the what's another couple weeks, right? So anyway, um, so I'm like, all right, that sucks. I go back to packing, and as I'm doing my closet, I find my like an old uh, microphone, like from like the Guitar Hero or uh, Rock Band or something like that. I can't remember where I got it from. But I sat there. I was like, oh, I wonder if that'll work. So I sat there, I plugged it in, messed around a little bit, and sure enough, it works. doesn't sound great, but it works. So I was like, hey, fuck it, let's do it. And that's that's perfect. I mean, it's not great, but at least I can sit there, get a podcast out, tell a couple jokes, tell a couple stories about where I've been, what's been going on, and all that kind of stuff. So here I am, and here we go. So again, if it sounds kind of echoey, if it sounds super weird, I apologize. That's just this microphone's not made for podcasting. It's made for screaming shitty lyrics into a video game so yeah apologize for that but anyway moving on uh yeah like i said um i just wanted a podcast again to kind of uh let you guys know what's been going on where i've been uh, i got a couple stories about not only my own what's been going on in my own life but also what's been going on with my uh, a couple funny stories about wrestling when i was recording for not only uh adrenalina here in el paso but also extreme cruises wrestling um, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun lately. Um, a lot of stress has happened. A lot of shit's been going on, but anyway, we'll get into that. But yeah, as, as I said, I'm moving. Um, I've been at this apartment for a little under two years now. Me and my girlfriend's the first place we got together. And the last, let's say probably three months, uh, well, since like October, November of last year of 2016, we have been thinking about, oh, our lease is up soon. What should we do? Like, it's up in, it's up next year. Do you want to stay? Do you want to leave? I don't know. We kind of like it. We kind of don't. Da-da-da, kind of doing that kind of thing. And then we started getting, like, just problems with the maintenance. Uh, we've had leaks into the people below us. Like, they're, like leaks in our kitchen have gone into theirs. And it's nothing on our end. It's just the wiring and the, to- the hoses and shit like that. It's just getting old and shit like that. So we're like, all right. That sucks. We always have to call maintenance for stuff. Um, last summer, we fought with the maintenance crew to get our air conditioner fixed. And if you don't live in El Paso in July, it gets fucking hot, man. Like, I'm sitting there, no joke, low to mid-hundreds, like 105 to, like, 115 sometimes. It's hot as shit. And if you're not, in like, in indoors with no air conditioning and, like, one ceiling fan going for the entire apartment or two ceiling fans for the entire apartment going, even with, like normal plug-in fans and shit like that, you're still going to be sitting there in like 115, 120 degree weather inside. And I own, like, my furniture's kind of leather, so that shit's so unbelievably hot, so when you just sit on it, you're roasting. You like Your skin sticks to it. You hear like, every time you stand up, it's fucking disgusting. It sucks. But yeah, we fought with them for 
about a month going back and forth because we're like, no, it's not blowing. And if it did blow, it would blow out just hot air, not medium, not warm, hot air. Like our apartment seemed like you just opened up the oven. It sucked. It was so fucking hot in here all the time, every time. And uh, so that's when we first started thinking about, hey, we should move when the lease is up, blah, blah, blah. And then recently, like I said, just a bunch of maintenance problems. We've had uh, mold growing in the bathroom. They're not coming. To, they're like, oh, yeah, we'll get to it right now. They haven't. Um, one of the ceiling fans don't work right. We've told them. They're like, oh, yeah, we'll get on it. And it's not that. And what sucks is that we found out last month, it's not even the maintenance crew. It's the front office who's not telling the maintenance crew, hey, you need to go check this shit out. Because I've talked to the maintenance crew about other things. Like the guy came by to do an emergency for when we had the hose break and it was leaking downstairs. He was like, yeah, so is anything else going on? I was like, yeah, actually, the, we got the shit in the bathroom, the ceiling fan, a couple other things. And he's like, really? Like, we haven't heard any of that stuff. I'm like, are you kidding me? They're like, yeah, sometimes we don't get it, the messages from them. I was like, are you fucking, like, how the hell do you run an apartment complex and not tell maintenance when your tenants tell you something wrong with the maintenance of the building? Like, it's crazy. So after that, uh, the girlfriend and I were like, you know what, let's look around. Found a better apartment, a nicer neighborhood, uh, closer to both of our works. Um, bigger apartment, nicer apartment, and we're both extremely happy. And it's actually cheaper than we're paying now, so it's even better. So, yeah, um, I'm moving, and moving fucking sucks, dude. Like, backing, I, like, I don't mind moving. I've, I grew up in an army brat. I've moved around so many times. I can, I can do it fairly easily, like, just pick up, pack up all my shit and go. I can do it easily, but it sucks. I hate doing it, simply because I hate having to put boxes like everything into one box like type of thing i just hate the packing part of it i guess just okay what all goes in this box and you start filling it up and then it's not full so i'm like all right let me put more shit into it and i make boxes that are so ungodly heavy every time where it's like you're gonna like i can pick it up and i'm gonna have a couple friends help and like pretty much like just the like stronger guys will be able to carry them and shit not saying i'm strong but just saying that it's kind of a pain in the dick hole heavy carrying heavy boxes upstairs every damn time up and down the stairs. I don't know how to make just a five-pound box. Like, that's, that's a foreign concept to me. I can't put two or three small things in this, and that's it. No. It's like, okay, here's one box full of DVDs, and it's a big-ass box, not a little small one. Here's another one full of Blu-rays. Here's another one full of books. Here's another one full of games. And that, that shit just, oh, my God, dude. I don't know how to pack properly for uh, weight distribution, so to speak, or make a lighter box. I just, I just can't. But that sucks. And then, like, when you get to the new place, unpacking. Unpacking such a pain in the dick because you're like, all right, I want to do all this cool stuff to the apartment. And then you get in there and you start looking at your shit. You're like, where the fuck am I going to put this? Where am I going to put that? And I'm not talking posters. I'm talking about the couch, the chair, the DVD shelves, the bookshelves, the, the desk, all that kind of crap. And it's just like, damn, oh, I wanted to put it on that wall, but it doesn't fit. Fuck. Now I got to move this and move that and move that and move this. Ugh, it's a pain in the ass. It just sucks. Like, the month before moving and the month after you move into the new place are just, they suck so bad, dude. And it's a stress trying to get all your shit together and not get it broken. It's a stress trying to come up with the next month's rent and the deposit and pay the previous month's rent and all that shit. Like, it sucks so bad, man. It really does. But we're almost done. We move out next Friday. So, um, yeah, I'm excited to get over there and get it done with. Uh, just get that shit over with and then hopefully be able to unpack quickly and get things, get the ball rolling again, get back to like somewhat of a normal life again. Uh, as normal as it can be, I guess, because my life is far from fucking normal. But at least I have a life. And that right there is a segue into the next thing I want to talk about and why there really wasn't a podcast for a while. And that's because I almost died. And I'm not talking about the, oh, you're being dramatic. No, I almost fucking died for realsies. Like, in the hospital, doctors trying to figure out how the hell I didn't, my heart didn't explode. So, back in March, around, it was on March 21st. Yeah, Tuesday, March 21st. I'll never forget this day. Um, I took the day off, and I was just kind of rest, resting. I, had a, I was just burnt out. I just, needed a, I just needed a me day. You know what I mean? Like, one of those days where it's like, you know what? I'm going to sit at home, watch some old wrestling, kind of hang out with the girlfriend because she's off, and rest. That's all I'm going to do. So we did that. Um, She went to class. She came back, 
and I was just sitting there watching TV, whatever. She made we made some lunch. I ate it. I threw away my plate, like the little or the little paper towel and shit, the napkin. And as I come back, I get a little lightheaded, and my chest hurts. Like my my heart rate is like racing like crazy, and my I'm just really sore and really tired. And I was like, "What the fuck?" Because it hit me out of nowhere. My girlfriend's like, "You're right." I'm like, "No, I mean, I just need to lay down." And I lay down on her lap, and she was kind of playing with my hair, trying to calm me down because my heart was just like racing really bad. And like as she's playing with my head, she could feel my the pulse through my head, which is never a good sign. Like it, it honestly can't be. I don't know how it could be. So she sits there and she's like, "Baby, like we need to go to the hospital." I'm like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, whatever." Like I'm. I'm such an old school moron where it's like, nah, I'm not bleeding. I'll be fine. I just sleep it off type of thing. So that's what I did. I rolled over and I laid on the other side of the couch and I fell asleep for like maybe 20 minutes thinking, oh, I'm just probably just exhausted. Something hit me. Like I just, I'm out of shape. I'm out of breath, whatever. Shit like that. Something like that. I'll sleep it off, get a quick little nap in. I wake up. I'll be fine. After about 20 minutes, I just, I woke up. And it wasn't even time. It was just one of those, I just laid down and then just woke up a couple minutes later. It was like 20 minutes. I woke up and I'm just like, oh my God. And I felt like I got hit with a brick. Like I'm ex- just absolutely exhausted. I can't keep my head up. My eyes are heavy and my chest is still like beating way too hard. So my girlfriend's like, no, like we're fucking going to that urgent care. Let, let's go. Let's go to the clinic. Come on. All right, fine. Whatever. It'll shut you up. Let's do it. I don't care right now. Because I'm like, fuck it. I, I, just, I just don't do hospitals, whatever. But anyway, we go. And my dumbass drives there because I'm not, no, I'm, I'm going to drive. I'm fine. We go to urgent care. And I walk into like, what's wrong? It's like, oh, my heart's pounding like pretty hard. And that's, that's it. Like, no big deal. Just take your time. And they're like, all right, we'll fill this out. I sit. And they're like, we need you to come back now. Come back now. Mr. Corson, come back now. I'm like, all right, cool. I go back there. I sit down, and the nurse is like, so what's wrong? Like, the nurse in the background. She's like, you have, like, chest problems? I'm like, yeah, my heart's racing, like, really bad, and it's like, I'm exhausted. And they're like, okay, uh, let's go ahead and take your, your um, the heart rate and blood pressure and stuff like that. I was like, all right, cool, whatever, like, the normal stuff. They do that, and they hook it up, and they walk out, and they come back in, like, a minute later, and they see it, and they're like, oh, well, we'll be right back. And they run out and they come back with like this other machine. Uh, I think it was an EKG machine. Again, if I get these things wrong, I apologize. I'm no doctor. I'm no smart guy. I don't know any of this shit. So I truly apologize if I get it wrong. But anyway, they hook me up with the EKG and they're like, just start putting patches all over my chest. Like, take your shirt off. And they start putting everything on there and they hook me up. It's like eight wires to my chest and under my armpit and shit like that. Mostly on my uh, side of my heart, my left side. And that thing's going crazy. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And the doctor's in there like, are you doing any drugs? Have you done any? Like, what have you been doing? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. And they're asking me. And I'm like, dude, I don't do drugs. I drink a beer every now and then. Pretty casual about it. I no real caffeine. Like, I drink caffeine every day at the time, but not. I wasn't, like, chugging only monsters all day long. Like, I didn't even have a monster. I had, like, I think a root beer that morning, and that was it. Like, a root beer with lunch or some shit. And I was like, no, I'm fairly healthy. They're like, okay, well, does it this, is it that? No, everything's pretty good. Like, it just came out of nowhere. They're like, all right, well, your heart rate is ridiculous, and we need to get you to the hospital, like a legit hospital, like a cardiac, a cardiologist uh, clinic type of thing. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like, which one do we go to? They're like, oh, no, ambulance is on its way. You're not fucking leaving. Okay. They hook me up with an IV, start, putting, start pumping medication through me. The first one didn't work at all. Like, it slowed my heart rate a little, but then it shot right back up. Um, it turns out my heart rate was peaking about a 181, 181 beats per minute, which I didn't think was, I knew that was bad, but I didn't know how bad. Uh, in case you don't know, the your heart rate should be under 100 beats per minute. So I'm almost doubled what it should be. I'm beating three times per second, which wasn't good. Like, it was peaking there. It was resting, resting at around 165, 170. That's where it was like steady being. It was bad. It was really fucking bad. And the doctors are like, how the fuck are you like conscious? Like what the fuck is going on? Like they're confused. They're like, your heart should explode. What the shit? They're taking x-rays to see if something happened to my heart. See if there's any kind of blockage in there. They're doing all this kind of shit. 
Ambulance comes. They load me on the gurney, which I thought these fuckers were going to drop me because I'm not joking. That's like when you get on the gurney or whatever, it's fine. They wheel me out. I'm saying goodbye to nurses, and I'm kind of being silly because it's the only way to keep myself calm, which the entire time, all this shit, and they're hooking me up to the EKG, and they're asking me all these questions. They keep saying, stay calm, stay calm, stay calm. I'm like, what the fuck? I can't stay calm if you're sitting there like hooking me up, and y'all are freaking out. Like, you're the one, you're the doctors, you're the one that knows what's going on, and you're like, stay calm as you're freaking out. I know. You stay calm. That'll calm me down, motherfucker. But anyway, going back to the gurney, they put me in the gurney, we're going out, and they're about to put me in the ambulance. And they go to, to lower me, like, they have to lower you all the way down, and then they pick you up and kind of slide you into the ambulance. Well, anyway, as they go to pick me up, the one dude that was holding my head, I could feel his grip loosen a little bit. Like, you just hear that... Like when your hand slips as he's about to pick me up. Like I'm maybe two inches off the ground and I hear that. I was like, oh, this motherfucker's going to drop me the way my day's going. He's going to try to like kind of put me on the front and he's not going to be far enough. And then as, as he lets go, it's just going to and I'm going to hit the ground head first and have a concussion on top of a broken heart. Like a legit broken heart. Not the, oh, my girlfriend left me. No, like a legit fucking heart's going to explode broken heart. So we get to the back of the ambulance and... First of all, they didn't put the lights at all. So I was like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. So I'm sitting there trying to be relaxed. My girlfriend's talking to the driver. She's up in the front seat. I'm, be, I'm in the back seat with the, uh, with the other paramedic. And he's trying to talk to me, but it's only like he's just asking the same questions and I'm answering them, whatever. Meanwhile, in the back of the ambulance, I'm strapped in, which I don't like being strapped in at all. Never have been. I'm very, I don't want to say claustrophobic, but I just don't like being all like bundled up. So I'm strapped into this gurney for safety reasons. And as the ambulance turns, the, the whole damn thing's shaking. And I'm shaking in there, and I can't get free to balance myself at all. So I'm just woo, 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 going back and forth, back and forth. And I get motion sickness pretty bad. Like, like I go on super fast roller coasters, no problem. But the slower things like that, like carousels and that kind of stuff, and even just normal car rides for a long period, if I'm shaking a lot, I'm going to get sick in an instant. So I start feeling really nauseous. And the guy's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm just, I'm getting nauseous. And he's like, oh my God, is it because of this? Is it because of that? I was like, no, it's just car sickness, like motion sickness. I'm, I'm okay. Just, let's just get there. And I promise the color will come back and I'll start feeling good. Well, anyway, the color didn't come back once I got, by the time I got to the hospital, I was fucking sick. I felt like gross. I looked disgusting. They open up the doors, and my girlfriend's standing there, and the look of just pure terror on her face broke my heart, like, metaphorically. And I was just like, oh, God damn it. I'm so sorry, baby. I'm so sorry. And I'm sitting there trying to smile and joke around, but I'm just, I just feel like shit because I'm about to throw up because of this fucking ambulance. I'm all, like, sweating bad because I'm strapped in all tight. And, of course, my heart's racing, so I'm exhausted. So feeling fucking great. Anyway, they get me upstairs, run a bunch of tests, um, put me on more medication, all that kind of stuff. And they scheduled two tests for the next day. One was going to be the, uh, I think it's an endoscopy or some shit like that, where they put the tube down your throat to look at your heart. And that scared the shit out of me. Like, it legitimately scared me. And I know it's very basic and millions of people have had it and they've had no problems whatsoever. Hell, family members of mine, multiple, have had it, no complications whatsoever. I, on the other hand, have this thing of I breathe using my throat. So if something's in there, air's not getting in and out, so I'm going to die. Like, I know it's a very irrational fear, but I truly feel if you put that in my throat, I'm going to suffocate and die like that, like super simple. So I'm terrified. I'm like, I don't want that fucking thing in me. I don't want that fucking thing in me, like freaking out really, really bad. And I'm telling the doctor, I don't want that to happen. He's like, well, you don't have a choice. I'm like, well, fuck me. Okay. Not happy about it. The second test they were going to do was, I don't know what it was, like what it's called. I, I truly don't, but it's pretty much like the defibrillator thingies. They were going to sit there and use one of those at a lesser volume to try to jumpstart my heart into a normal pattern. Because not only was it going super fast, but in between the boom, 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 like on the, the little machine, the little uh, heart rate monitor, in between the, the beats, there was like a little tremble in between and the doctor was like, nah, it shouldn't be there. Like, you could have a little, and it's fine, but it was like a secondary heartbeat in between my heartbeats. So it was like, 
and it was like mm, there should only be like a boom 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 not boom 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 like that's not healthy like it's way too not good so they're going to sit there and use electricity to like like i said jump start it into a uh, regular rhythm now this one i was just like huh that's going to suck but it doesn't terrify me like i'm not scared of this one this one i'll, I'll be all right i can live through this one um and they're telling me, oh, it's just a little shock. It goes in one side and comes out the other. You'll be fine. It, it doesn't even hurt, nothing. And I'm not buying their bullshit. I'm like, oh, fuck you. You're, you're wrong. But anyway, um, my brother's dating a nurse. So I'm telling him all this. He's telling her all this. And then I'm getting it back from her like, oh, no, that sucks. And I was like, really? She's like, oh, yeah, dude. Like, you'll have, like, second, third degree burns on your side and on your chest. You're going to fucking jump off the table while doing it because that's what happened to her father. And she saw it, and it was like clear. And the guy like jumped like two, three feet off the off the um, the table and got slammed back down. She's like, "What the fuck?" So, and they had to do that a few times. And she's like, "If they do that to you, you're gonna be fucking sore for like a month. Like that shit will destroy your body, and you will be sore as shit on your chest and on your side." And I was like, "Oh, that sucks, but oh well. Like I'm still not scared of that at all." I was like, all right, fuck it, let's, let's do it. That, that, if anything, that's a funny-ass story to tell later on. So we're sitting there, and uh, I sleep through the night. It's, it, sleeping in a hospital sucks because, like, I already have a hard time falling asleep in other places, like, that I'm not normal to. Like, it takes me a while to fall asleep anywhere. Like, when I move into the new apartment, it's going to be a pain in the dick. Like, I probably won't sleep, get a good night's sleep for at least a week leading in, like, into the um, living there. At a hospital, you hear, you constantly hear random noises, random beep, beep, people talking, people walking through the hallway, all that kind of shit, and it sucks. And as a light sleeper and someone who doesn't sleep well in other places, it's, it's impossible to sleep there. So I didn't get a good night's sleep. I finally, got a, I finally fell asleep around, shit, I want to say about 1.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, which <laughs> I didn't get to eat anything the day before. I'll go back to the, the, the sleeping thing. The day before, I couldn't eat anything. They said, don't eat shit since I went to the hospital. I went to the hospital around 2, around like 2, 2.30. I didn't eat anything from lunch until about 10.30, 11 o'clock at night, the night be- that night. They're like, we can't give you anything to eat. We can't give you anything to drink. Just in case the doctor needs to do something, we don't want to have anything in your system. I was like, all right, fine. I get it, but I don't like it. Not even fucking water, nothing. It's like, this sucks. The nurses came in like, all right, you can go ahead and get something to eat. I can either go downstairs and get you like a sandwich or something from the mess or from the, um, not the mess hall, the fucking cafeteria. See, army brat. I call it a fucking mess hall. But uh, I can get you something from the cafeteria or you guys can go out and get whatever. Like there's no dietary restrictions. It's just eat whatever you want. Just not anything after midnight. You got to completely stop. No more food, no more water for week, so we can do the test tomorrow morning at 10. I was like, all right, whatever. I mean, I won't be able to. I'll just skip breakfast. I mean, I'm probably going to sleep a little bit. Won't eat breakfast. I'll be fine. Go out, get some McDonald's. I, eat, I fucking eat it. It was the greatest McDonald's I've ever had in my life. Like, that was the greatest quarter pounder anyone could have ever had. The fries were perfect, nice, warm, salty. Oh, it's the best. The Sprite was the most refreshing Sprite you'll ever drink. Like, that was the best meal I've ever had. And um, so anyway... After midnight, they're like, all right, no more. And they took my food away, and I was super fucking bummed because I still had a good amount of fries left and some Sprite. I was like, oh, I want that. And they didn't even take it out and throw it away. Like, they just put it on the other side of the room to fucking taunt me and mock me the next day. But I'll get into that. So anyway, I go to sleep and um, didn't sleep well. Finally sleeping, like I said, about like 1.30, 2 o'clock, I fell asleep. Around between 5 and 5.30. Uh, I'm finally asleep. I'm in dead sleep. I'm feeling good. Probably snoring. I don't know. Laying there. And I have one IV. I have one IV in both arms. Uh, they put one in my right arm at the urgent care. Then they, then when I got to the main hospital, they put another one in my right arm and they had another one in my, and then they had one in my left arm to take blood. So I'm laying there sleeping, both arms out, hands out, palms up or the, yeah, palms up. So all my veins are exposed. And I feel someone grab my arm and I was like, what the fuck? And I wake up and I open my eyes and I kind of jerked a little bit. And there's a nurse standing there holding my arm with one hand and holding a needle with the other, trying to get, like getting ready to drop blood. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Like right to her face. Cause I'm freaking the fuck out. I'm like, what the shit? You didn't even try to, like, I get it. You don't want to wake the patient. But at the same time, it's like, 
Don't sit there with a fucking needle in your arm right after you grab somebody. Don't think you're going to fucking just, all right, I got you, and run out. So I was like, oh, shit, what the hell? She's like, I need to take blood. And then just fucking jabs the needle in my arm. Not a, I need need, to take some blood. It's just going to be a second. I'm sorry. I need to take blood. And just fucking shanked my ass in my goddamn elbow. So I was like, ah, shit, ah, fucking. And I'm like cursing. I don't give a shit. It's 5.30 in the morning. I'm running on like three hours of sleep. Fuck you. I don't feel good. So I'm all angry. And she just fucking stabbed me with that fucking needle. And it hurt like a bitch. And I'm okay with needles and stuff. Like they suck, whatever. But this bitch, like I had a bruise on my fucking inner elbow for about a week and a half after all this happened. So I was like, God damn fucking. She's like, not that bad. And then not only does she do that, when she puts on the uh, little bandit, little cotton swab thingy, those whatever, the gauze and the tape, she puts it on there and she just fucking like, like smacks it on my arm, like just pushes it down all hard, like she punched my elbow. And I was like, Poof. I was like, you fucking whore, I'm like I don't fucking like you. Go away, you're miserable. And I was just mad, just very, very mad. I was like, where's my other nurse? Like, where's the other nurse? She was nice and friendly and smiled. You're just fucking cranky and still blood, bitch. But anyway, worst wake up ever by far. So I had the best meal ever, followed by the worst wake up ever. But I'm like, whatever. I wake up, and I'm watching TV and stuff, and there ain't shit on. Just kind of let my girlfriend sleep. She finally wakes up. We're talking. I'm waiting. I'm just waiting for the test to come in. The, the new nurse comes in for the morning shift, super nice again, and she's like, oh, your heart rate's down. I was like, oh, cool. And I look over at it, and it's around uh, like 98, 99. It's significantly lower than what it was. So I was like, that's good. I'm like, fuck, yeah, that's good. She's like, well, let's keep it going. Around 10 o'clock, we'll check it again. If it's still, like, if it's lowered to, like, a normal rate, we may not have to do the tests. So I'm like, fuck, yeah, I'm not going to get electrocuted. I'm not going to get a thingy down my throat. Fuck, yeah, this is awesome. So I'm straight up trying to focus my breathing, just, like, I'm I'm doing fucking yoga for, like, four hours trying to get this shit down. What sucks is that, like, as I'm trying to relax and calm down, we found the uh, MTV Classics uh, TV station that they had there. And we're like, fuck yeah, dude. Old music videos and like old MTV shows. It was awesome. So we're like, all right, cool. And every time she was about to come in, there was like some either good fucking old school metal song on or a rock song or like DMX or something like that that got the pump, that gets the blood pumping for me. So I'm like, no, I need to calm down, but I can't because DMX is screaming up in here right now. How the fuck am I supposed to do this? Like, it's impossible. It's truly impossible to sit there and relax and calm your heart rate with Power Man 5000 blaring in the background. Like, and I didn't want to change it because it was, I was enjoying the hell out of it. It was a good show. It was a good fucking couple hours just watching old music videos. I, I miss that shit. So <laughs> by 10 o'clock comes around and my heart rate's still low. So she's like, all right, it's looking good. The doctor said we're not going to have to do the endoscopy. We may still do the electric one just because you still have those little in-between, the beeps. So we're going to run an EKG now. We're going to run another one later. And if it goes down, we may not have to do it at all. I was like, cool. When can I eat? You can't. All right, I get it. When can I drink? You can't. Fuck, this sucks. If you know anything about me, I love to eat every few hours. Like probably every four or five hours, I'm eating another meal or a snack. or I'm, I constantly have something, and I'm always drinking liquids. 100%. I always have a bottle of water, a soda, a beer, something around me where I'm drinking. So I'm like, okay, this stinks, but whatever. So that was at 10. Around noon, she comes in again, and we check it. And I still had, like, she's like, I don't know, it's, it's lowering, but it's not, the doctor wants to see if it keeps going. So we're, we'll do another EKG in a couple hours, just go and hang out, relax. Um, if it's still lower, we're just going to boot you. Like, we don't need to do it. You're fine. We'll just keep you on the medication. He's... He pretty much thinks he knows what's going on. So we, we, you might be okay to leave here in a couple hours. You won't have to, to uh, wait much longer. I was like, fuck, yeah, dude, get me the hell out of here. I hate hospitals anyway. I'd rather just sit on my – if I'm going to sit around watching TV, I can do that shit in my house. Just put me in my own fucking bed. Let me put on the WWE Network, watch some old Nitro, and be good to go. So anyway, we're sitting there still watching music videos. I'm sitting there singing Juveniles, back that ass up, and some mystical and everybody. Did Juvenile do that one? Yeah, Juvenile did that one. No, wait. What the fuck? Oh, my God, my brain farted. Mystical did back that ass up, right? No, no, Mystical did shake it fast. Uh, shake your ass, and then Juvenile did back that ass up. That's right. Sorry, I mix up my ass rappers. My bad. And if I'm wrong, 
send it to tweet me or whatever. Just send me messages. You know how to fucking do it. You heard the front. One second, please. Yeah, sorry about that. I need some water because I'm fucking thirsty. But anyway, so uh, two o'clock comes around. Now I haven't eaten in 14 hours. Super cranky, super hangry, super thirsty. My whole mouth is dry, even though I have an IV in me. It is not keeping me parched and uh, hydrated whatsoever. Plus, I have pissed like four gallons of urine by now. Like <laughs> that first day, I didn't really have to go. And they're like, we need a drug test or we need to do a piss test to make sure everything's clean. Make sure there's no, like, Coke or whatever in your system. And I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. I just don't have to piss because I haven't been drinking because I've been dying. I haven't had a chance to. The IV's flowing through me, but it's just hydrating my muscles and shit. Like, it's not making me have to pee. There's no, there's nothing in my tummy, so to speak. So, like, they're getting mad. Then the next morning, I was like, I got to pee. Like, it all hit me while I was sleeping. And, man, I've, they gave me, like, this jar and I don't know how much is supposed to be in there. It was like a gallon or some shit. And that fucker was almost like almost full, man. Like I filled up the little piss test thing, like where they needed to go, like half the cup or to the sticker, which whatever whatever amount I needed, I filled that up. Then like put the rest in here. I'm like, all right, just in case there's a little more, we need a little more. I'm like, all right, that fucker was full. It looked like a frosty beer, man. It was like mm, gross. So I give it I give it to the nurse. She's like, oh my, you really had to go. I was like, uh huh. She's like, okay, well, you can, you, we don't need that much, so thank you. I'm like, all right. So we flushed it or whatever. Drug test came back fucking negative. I didn't have anything in my system, obviously. The only fucking drug they found was a goddamn allergy pill I took like two days ago. Like, I don't do any of that shit. It's stupid. If you do, stop it. But um, then like an hour later, I was like, I got to pee again. They're like, okay, well, we'll try to walk you thinking I'm like super exhausted and shit because – in the cardiology care unit, which is like the ICU, but for heart conditions only, most of the people in that area are like double my age minimum. Like you never see someone in their 30s. It's always in the 60s and up because of heart conditions. So they're so accustomed to like having to slowly walk the person over. I'm like, fuck that noise. I want to stand up. I'm tired of laying down. I'm getting my ass is fucking sore as hell. My legs hurt. My joints are all sore. Like, just let me stand up, crack my back, and I'll be fine. So I stand up, and she's like, all right, well, you need help? It's like, I got this. I grab the little IV bag thing, and I'm like, do-do-do-do. I'm running, practically running through the room. Like, I got this. I got this. No big deal. Go there, take a fucking super long piss again, fill up the little thing. And I lean, like, afterwards, she's like, oh, we don't, we don't need it. You don't need to save it. Just, just flush it. We don't care. Cool. Flush, flush it all out. Walk back, sit back down. I was like, I feel so much better. I kind of sit up my thing, crack, crack, pop, like cracking the back, the neck, the shoulders, the knees, hips, everything I could. And she's like, Oh my God, are you okay? I'm like, I feel great now, man. So much better, but I'm still hungry. So, anyway, going back to the story, it's two o'clock. They come in, they do another EKG. Everything turned out okay. The medication's working. It's keeping the heart rate low. It's a blood thinner. So everything's staying nice and nice and relaxed. Everything's flowing properly at the way it should be. So they're like, you know what? We're going to give you a medication and send you on your way. I was like, cool. Can I eat now? They're like, well, I was like, motherfucker, you tell me no, I'm going to get mad. They're like, well, we can give you some water and stuff like that for now. Let's get a final word from the doctor before we give you some food, like some solids, just in case. Fuck it, whatever. I'll take water. They bring in a cup of water. I just chug that bitch. Whoosh, gone. What's next? Mouth is super parched. Half hour goes by. It's 14 and a half hours. Like, I'm counting down. And what sucks the most is that where I was laying in the bed, on the wall directly in front of me, towards the top, was a clock on the wall, a digital clock in military time. So when it said, when it said 1430, I don't see 230. I'm like, that's how long it's been since I've fucking eaten. 14 hours and 30 minutes. I'm fucking hungry. Give me a goddamn sandwich. So anyway, around 3 o'clock, the, um, around 2.30, the doctor came in and was like, all right, you should be okay. Um, we're going to give you your medication. Go ahead and get something to eat in you because you look tired, you look hungry, and you should be okay. Like, we just want to give you the medication now, let it go through you, make sure you don't have any complications with it, and if everything's good, we'll boot you out of here. Yes, best news I've heard all day. I'm getting a sandwich. Fuck yeah. They bring up this nasty-ass fucking cold turkey sandwich. With, like, some shitty, the shitty part of the lettuce that no one likes. Not the good, like, kind of white, kind of green, crispy stuff. That shitty outer flaky green crap that's, like, all mushy. Throw that on there with some nasty-ass mayonnaise, 
and turkey on some stale ass bread. And they're like, here you go. I'm like, I don't even fucking care. <gasps> Woof it down like like a kid eating a Happy Meal, just happy as shit. You know what I mean? And oh my god, it was like the great again, the greatest sandwich ever. It's been 15 hours. It was three o'clock by the time I got it. I was like, it's been 15 hours. I haven't eaten a fucking thing. This is the this is a goddamn feast. This is the Thanksgiving feast I've been craving. This shitty little turkey sandwich. So I eat it, whatever. Um, it turns out that all that shit was started, um, or at least what the doctors think and what I think and all that kind of stuff, is that uh, it was all stress. It was a stress-induced, uh, like, really bad anxiety attack on top of other things. Like, there's something going on. They couldn't quite figure it out, but they're thinking it was stress that led into an anxiety attack that was already happening. Like, I was going through an anxiety attack, but hiding it because I was having fun. Like, in the back of my head, my, heart's, my heart was pounding and everything, and then when I jumped up to throw my thing away, um, it triggered like every, that was like the last draw and it just, my fucking heart broke, so to speak. And I was just like, Oh fuck. And that's when everything, it just, everything just collapsed on me. Um, cause they ran every single thing. They ran hearts, uh, like all the blood work and everything came back. Perfect. My cholesterol is fine. Like everything was fine. That was the weird thing. It was like, there was nothing physically wrong with me. It was all mental and it became a physical thing. All the stressing from moving, uh, my job at the time, everything, just everything was going on. It fucked me up really, really bad. And, uh, it, I just needed 24 hours to relax. But unfortunately my body wasn't going to relax for me. It was going to take the, um, the medication on top of that to calm me down, to smooth everything out and bring me back to normal. And even now, like a month and a half later, I'm still sitting here, and if I start stressing out about, oh, my God, I got to go packing, I got to do this, I got to go work, and blah, 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 I feel like my chest kind of cave in a little bit, and I'm like, oh, fuck, I need to relax. I need to, I need to start breathing more because otherwise it's just going to be fucking bad news, man. But, uh, yeah, after that happened, I got back home safe, and I was all right. I took a couple, days, a couple more days off of work. It was okay. And, man, it was... It sucked, dude. That that shit sucks. So, like I was telling people on Facebook, um, take ten minutes of your day. And this is on. This is just for me. From all the shit I went through, like this is fucking great advice. I don't care. Take ten minutes of your day and just sit there and either listen to a song or two that you love. That just there's no real memories attached to it, or they're good memories. Just do something like that. Um, call someone and just. Find someone that you can talk to. If you don't want to vent things out, that's fine. But just someone you can just, hey, man, what's been going on? What do you think of Raw? What do you think about the Packers next season or whatever it is? Uh, talk to them about that. Get, find a way to get shit off your chest and out of your mind uh, where you're not going to be freaking out about everything and holding everything in. you got to find a way. you got to find your outlet. Um, just to just to relieve some stress, like find something that, and again, just ten minutes. It's literally all it's taking because I've been doing that since I got out. I take ten to fifteen minutes. I'll sit there and listen to a couple songs that remind me of like when I was a kid and just kind of fucking around. Um, I'll sit there and call my brother and talk football. I'll call one of my best friends and talk about wrestling, or I'll sit there and just kind of watch a couple of YouTube videos and just laugh and just be like, "This is so good." Nothing exhilarating. Just something nice and calming and peaceful and just uh, where you can just kind of rest your body and your soul. Some people use yoga, which is a perfect thing, but that's not me. I can't just sit there and focus on my own inner like inner self because I just start thinking about bad shit every time. My brain's fucked that way. So I do it other ways. I talk to people. I relax. I, and, it, and it helps. It really has helped, man. So if anything, if you get anything from this story... Um, just, just try to relax, take 10, 15 minutes of your day and find your stress relieving. Just do it for, again, it could be any time of the day, preferably in the middle. I usually do it now around lunchtime. Like I usually eat and then I sit back and I watch a YouTube video, watch some dudes gaming or a wrestling match or fucking uncle Rob, which if you don't follow uncle Rob on Facebook, fucking do it. That dude is goddamn hilarious. He fucking kills me every time. Very, very funny. 
Um, but any of that kind of stuff, just kind of just relax. Trust me, man, you will live much longer. And take care of yourselves, dude, physically too. Because, I mean, I'm not in the greatest shape in the world, but I'm a relatively healthy guy. And I still got put in the fucking hospital because of stress. And if I wasn't, like, if I didn't walk every day to work and back, uh, which is only, like, maybe a, not even a quarter mile all day, but I take a lot of walks every week. I, I enjoy being outdoors and shit like that. If I didn't do all that kind of stuff and I just laid around eating potato chips and drinking Mountain Dew and being a fuckhead, I know I w- it would have been much, much worse. But, um, but yeah, dude, definitely take care of yourself. That's the moral of the story. Uh, don't be afraid to ask for help or ask someone if you need to talk. All that kind of shit, dude. Like, like I said in the last episode, if you listen to it, I was dealing with depression and shit like that. had a lot of problems. And that episode, I recorded it maybe three, four weeks, if that before all this shit happened with my heart. And it's fucking scary, dude. It was fucking scary, man. Like, I'm not ashamed to say it. I was fucking terrified. I did not think I was going to come out of that hospital at all. I thought that was a wrap on me after I started seeing how bad my heart was racing and all that kind of stuff and everything they were doing. I was like, I'm not going to fucking make it, man. They're not going to find out what's going on because they're freaking out. And it's going to be a wrap on old Tom Puppet, dude. But thankfully, I'm not. I'm okay. I'm back rock and rolling on medication but whatever that happens i'm cool with medication just take a tiny little pill every day whatever um, i'm also taking baby aspirin which is hilarious because like my girlfriend said who was the first doctor to be like mm, your heart kind of sucks mm, fuck it take an aspirin I'm like what the fuck and it actually worked like this shit's hilarious to me so anyway um yeah all that happened and yeah man and what's funny is that after I got out, I got out of the hospital on the 22nd. I was only there for the one night. And then the next weekend, no, two weeks. Was it two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. Wait, that weekend, I didn't do anything. The weekend after that was Mania. The weekend, so yeah, the third Sunday after that, I had a wrestling show to record. And my first thought was, I'm having trouble walking up and down the stairs. I'm winded. I'm exhausted. I can't get back into a normal swing of things health-wise and activity, like active-wise, because I was just beat up and I'm paranoid. I'm paranoid about doing a whole lot of stuff and having my heart start racing again. So I've been, I was easing myself into it. Now I'm okay. I can walk around all day, but I still get fucking exhausted and I have to sit down. But um, So I was like, fuck, I have a wrestling show, and it's a big one. Like, Mia Muertes from Lucha Underground is going to be there. Um, Candy White, insanely, two huge uh, luchadoras in Mexico and stuff like that. Um, Extreme Tiger, who's been on TNA and stuff like that. TNA, I think he did some Ring of Honor too, maybe Japan. I can't remember exactly. I haven't followed too much of his career, but he's fucking great. Like a lot of big names. Like this was a big, big show for uh, Adrenalina. And I was like, fuck, what am I going to do? I, I got to do it. Like what can I do? So I went, and man, that shit was fun as hell, dude. That was a great fucking show. Uh, all the wrestlers showed up. They were super, super nice, super friendly. Um Everybody was great. I had a fantastic time. And what made it the best was I was excited for Mio Muertes, period. I mean, when I first saw him in Lucha Underground, when it first started, even before the first episode uh, aired, they were showing, like, promos and things like, like that on online, on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, all that kind of shit on the website. And on the El Rey Network, they were, like, between commercials, they'd be like, Mio Muertes, he's coming to Lucha Underground, and shit like that. So I was like, ooh, I like it. I love a good masked wrestler, and I love the darker wrestlers, like The Undertaker, Kane, Mankind, back in the day, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, yes, this is already, this is my fucking guy. I like it. He's from, his whole family was killed in a, when his fucking house crumbled to the ground. He was the only one that lived in that entire building. Yes. He has a stone from the building where his family was, and he kisses the stone before every match. Fuck yes. I love it. And um, so he was coming, and I was all excited and shit. I'm like, that's the match. I can't wait for this fucking match. Even to watch, like, as a fan, I was like, I want to watch this match. But I was like, I got to record it, so that's even better. I'm fucking part, in a way, of this match. Like, I'm working with it. So we're doing the match, and he comes out, and I was like, fuck, yes, man, what is all right? Like, the inside of me is all giddy and shit, like a little girl. The outside is trying to be cool and calm and professional Tom Puppet recorder or video uh, cameraman, videographer, or whatever the hell you want to call me. And we do the whole match, and during the, like, it was a, it was a Lucha Libre-style match, which is the three falls. I think it was during the second fall, 
Muertes is on the outside and he's beating the shit out of a Ray Scorpion with a chair, like bam, bam, bam. And he turns around and I've been following him around and I'm pretty much focused on him because that's the one I wanted to record. I've recorded the other four guys in the match because it was a three on three, but it was mainly on Muertes because obviously that's the moneymaker. So I was doing it, I'm maybe, I want to say five, six feet away. Not, not much farther than that, but not any closer for sure. Maybe five to, eh, maybe like 10 at most. So I'm behind him and I'm recording. And he's like, bam, bam. He turns around and he sees me over his shoulder and just does a, like he's going to hit me with a chair and like goes to like get ready to swing it. Me, I jump back, not out of habit, not out of terrifying. But as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh shit, I need to make it like old school wise. is like when, and I bring this back to the undertaker, when the undertaker is hitting somebody in the corner, one, two, three, and the referee counts to four and he's getting ready to count five. And undertaker would turn around and look at the ref and the ref would jump like a little bitch out of the ring. I was like, yes, you just made The Undertaker look so much scarier, so much more intimidating that way. So when Muertes came around with the chair, my first reaction was, oh, shit, jump back like the referees did to Taker back in the day to make him look bigger, stronger, like more intimidating. Now, uh, I sit about six inches taller than me and Muertes. Granted, he is a fucktone bigger than me, like a fuckload bigger than me, more muscles, more intimidating for sure. If you saw my six foot four dumbass and his five foot ten big ass, you're not gonna be worried about me whatsoever. You're gonna be like, mm, fuck that little guy. I'm worried about this big son bitch over here. So, obviously, me jumping back was what should happen. And you could tell he sat there and he kind of looked at me with the chair up and he put it down. And I, I went to get closer and he picked it up again. I was like, nope. And I kept, I kept like my distance from him. The rest of the match, which is the second fall and the third fall. He kept, every time I was around him, like when he was on the outside of the ring, he would sit there and just stare at the camera, and I would purposely walk away from him. Like, just be like, oh, shit, like the cameraman's intimidated by him type of thing. And what sucks is that there were other people around the ring like, don't worry, man, it's just a show. He's not going to really hurt you. Motherfucker, I know. Like, you know, I'm, I'm in my fucking 30s. I'm 33 years old. If I still think he's going to really hit me with a chair, I'm fucking stupid. Like, I'm a fucking moron. Like, no, I get it. I get what he's doing. You don't get what I'm doing. I'm making him look better by being the little quote-unquote coward type of thing. I know for a fact. I'm going to go up to the guy after the fucking show and get a picture with him. Like, I'm not scared of this son bitch. I, I'm a huge fan of this guy. I just don't want other people to be. I want the kids to still be scared of him. Because I don't like the little kids like are four years old. Yay, want to high-five him. No, he's fucking terrifying. He's a monster. Let him be a monster. Let, as an adult, make him seem like a monster, more intimidating. He's like, oh, shit, that tall guy jumped from him. I'm a little kid. I shouldn't go near him. He will hit me, too. <coughs> Excuse me. But, um, but, yeah, shit like that. I was like, this fan's an idiot. Whatever. The match is over. Again, he's kind of staring at me throughout the rest of the match. I kind of back away, things like that. Match ends. Everything's great. I turn off my camera, and I tell my girlfriend, and I was like, dude, I need to get a picture with him more of this. I don't give a shit. I need to get a picture with him. I don't care. I didn't get a picture with Sanely. I didn't get one with Candy White or Extreme Tiger or any of the other guys that were there that I liked. Uh, but I need to get one with Muertes. I will kill my, I will be so fucking bummed if I don't take advantage of this. She's like, yeah, sure, fuck it, whatever. I don't care. I'm you fucking fangirl, Tom. I don't give a shit. Yes. So I go over there and I go and I pat him on the back to get his attention. I was like, hey, man, can I get a picture? He turns around, sees me, and immediately grabs me by the throat with both hands. Like, starts choking me. Not really choking me, but, like, just the looking like it. And he's, like, squeezing the muscles to make him look bigger. Instead of me going, hi, like, with a big old stupid grin while he's doing it, I grab his, like, the one wrist, and I start grabbing my side like I'm, like, getting choked out. I'm like, I'm making those kind of noises and stuff. And there's kids going, what the fuck? Because I'm just joking around. My eyes are rolling in my back of my head. And my girlfriend, thank God, instead of freaking, just went and took a bunch of pictures of it. And uh, she put the phone down, and he kind of lets me go and stares at me. And I was like, hey, thank you. And I put my hand out, and then he just fucking gives me like a big hug. He's like, hey, man, appreciate it. No problem, bro. Type of thing, right? Super fucking cool guy. So I was like, oh, cool. And then he went back to taking pictures with the kids and doing his thing. And I walk away, and my girlfriend's like, are you all right? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fucking great. Why? She's like, your whole fucking neck is red. I was like, was he really choking me with the shit? And yeah, sure enough, where his hands were, because he's fucking strong, dude. Like, Muertes has some very strong hands, like just out of habit. But my whole, like just a little bit he was holding me, my whole neck got red. And I was like, holy shit, dude. It was funnier than hell. 
And a couple guys were like, man, I thought he was really joking you. What the fuck? I'm like, dude, I'm just good at selling. What the fuck? Like, that's, I'm awesome like that, bro. Just hamming it up and shit. So then anyway, we left. I finally took a look at the picture. My phone died. And, oh, my God, I fell in love with the picture. It's fantastic. Um, you can see it right now on the YouTube feed. I have it up for you. And, oh, man, it is so damn funny. But that was, that was by far the best thing at that Adrenalina show. It was so cool. And, yeah, man, like, after that show, I was like, fuck, this is why I love wrestling still. Like, it's still fun to be, uh, especially to be a cameraman. Like, I absolutely love it. Uh, I had another show, and the XCW show. Um, nothing real exciting happened there. Um, it was just a normal XCW show. They're fucking phenomenal. They're fantastic. Had a few new faces show up, including a couple of buddies of mine. And they had a good time, great time. Um, and all that kind of stuff. It was, it was so much fun, man. I, again, I, I fucking love XCW, man. Th- that, those are my boys. That's, that's my wrestling family are those, those wrestlers, dude. Like everybody, even, the, even the guys they bring in like Mariachi Loco from Lucha Underground fame. It was his first time at XCW and he was just a, like, that's a fucking good dude, man. Like just one of those guys like, Hey, what's going on? Nice to meet you. Like just respectful. Just real respectful, real nice, no ego. Like, all the egos from all the guys get left right at the fucking door. Like, when they come into the arena. Not when they're in the locker room and they come out to the fans. When they first show up when we're still building the damn ring and setting up chairs. Everything gets left at the door. doesn't matter if you've been to Japan, to WWE, to TNA, to Ring of Honor, to Lucha Underground, to AAA, to CMLL, to wherever. It doesn't matter. When you're there, you're there. We're in the same locker room. We're all the same level. Like, there's no top, there's no bottom. We're all equals. The only guys that were kind of the bottom, so to speak, were these four guys that had the very first match, the quote-unquote dark match. And it was because they were still training to be wrestlers. It was, like, I think two of their very first matches ever, um, which is super cool. Uh, the links up, the matches up on my page, on my YouTube page. Uh, all the matches from those two shows, including the Mian Muertes one, where you can actually see the camera jump back because he fucking went to hit me with the chair. And a few other times where he just sat there staring at me and stuff. It's fucking great. Oh, man, that was so much fun. But anyway, um, it was just so cool to see everyone not be a prick to each other. And it's just nothing but love. Big hugs all around from all the new guys. Like, hey, man, nice to meet you. They hug. They don't just shake hands and move on. So, hey, nice to meet you. A little hug. The guys that I'm friends with, like the Don Vitale, the... Deans of Chaos or the Devil's Rejects guys and a few others who I talk to on a fairly normal basis, probably like once or twice a week, uh, either on Twitter, texting, whatever. Um, those guys, hey, man, what's up? How you been, Tom? Big old hugs. Like they're genuinely happy to see me and I'm genuinely happy to see them too. And that goes for everyone in the locker room and each other. It's like Dom was happy to see Nick Tendo and Tendo was happy to see Douglas James and vice versa. And all that kind of stuff. I was like, holy shit, like this is a brotherhood back here, and that's exactly what it feels like. So it's it's I just I just fucking love I could talk about those guys all day, every day. Like I fucking love the XCW locker room, and I'm super fortunate to be able to do that. And I'm super fortunate for the adrenalina one as well. Like they took a chance on me. The promoter did. He he met me through another, he saw the XCW stuff and he asked if I wanted to do it because he had a, a bigger show. And I was like, Yeah, sure, man, why not? Fuck it. Let's do it. Gave him my rate, we agreed on it. I went and did the show, met a few of the guys in the locker room. They're not as welcoming, should I say, because it's a lot more of uh, there's a lot more egos in that locker room. Not say anything bad, but there's a lot more egos in there. And so I kind of stay away from the locker room. Plus, there's a lot more masked wrestlers there, and I don't know how they feel about someone coming in, seeing them without their mask. Because I know it's very, a lot of uh, old school style luchadors are very protective of their identity under the mask. So I'm like, I don't want to really fuck with that. So I kind of don't talk to, it's not that I don't want to talk to him. It's just, I get it. So I try to stay away from that. Like, you know what? I'm going to protect your identity and keep your identity safe from me. Like, I don't want to see you without your mask. If you have your mask on, I'll go up there and I'll talk to you all day, every day. But if you have your mask off, I'm going to try to stay away and try not to bring attention to yourself. The XCW guys, they came up to me without their mask on and started talking. That's how I became friends with them. So it's a little bit different that way. I just haven't built that rapport with a lot of the Adrenalina locker room as I have with XCW. But then again, I've done three shows for Adrenalina and for XCW, probably about maybe 15, 10 to 15 uh, shows for them. Not matches, shows. 
So it's it's completely different. It's way more comfortable in the uh, XCW locker room. But anyway, um, that's about it. Uh, I do have a show to record in July. I'll be doing. Uh, I'll be going out to Phoenix, Arizona for EWE, the Elite Wrestling Entertainment. I think it is. Uh, they're having a big show, World Domination. That show's gonna be a pain in the ass. It's I think a ten or eleven matches on the card. It's gonna be fucking long, man. But it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of work. I'm very excited for it. Um, like I said, it'll be a first time recording out of uh, it'll be my first time recording in Arizona, and my first time recording obviously with that company because I think it's only their second or third show. Uh, I think it's their second in Arizona because I know they EWE they started in New York. And had a bunch of shows out there. The promoter moved it to Phoenix. Like he moved, to, they moved to Phoenix and um, started doing shows in Phoenix. And I, I don't know if this is their first or second show. I think it's their second. But anyway, uh, he's putting on a show. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm very excited for it. Like I said, uh, a couple guys I've recorded for before will be there. A couple guys I'm excited to see for the first time will be there, uh, such as Funny Bone. Which, if you haven't looked up the Funny Bone, the Your Demon King Funny Bone, do it. The dude is fucking awesome. Like he, he, he can. He's exactly what I like about wrestling. He is the over the not over the top, but he's the. He still embraces the characteristic, the character side of professional wrestling, sort of like the Undertaker and Kane and Bray Wyatt do now. Like that, where it's like, yeah, I might be a nice guy off, out of the ring. But when I come through that door and when I'm in that ring, I am not whatever my real name is. I am the fucking, I am your demon king. I am Funny Bone. And he is such a good fucking wrestler. The character, the the look, everything about him is so good. And I've only seen a very few amount of his matches. They're kind of hard to find on YouTube and stuff. It's mainly clips. So I'm like, I get to, I want to, I get to see him live. I get to experience his entrance. I get to meet the man. And I'm very, like, unbelievable. Like, right when I saw he got Dave, or announced, I was like, fuck, yes. I get to meet Funny Bone. Yes. But I get to see him. I get to see Nick Tendo. I get to see uh, Douglas James, Safiro, all of which I've recorded for before. I get to see some other wrestlers I've met before and talked to online, such as Jack Jameson and a few others. So uh, it's going to be a hell of a show. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of good wrestlers, hopefully a lot of good wrestling, because um, you never know. Like I said, I, I've only seen their stuff from New York. And it was good, but those are completely different wrestlers that I didn't know anything about. So it could be just they had good matches at EWE and sucked. Like, we're just total garbage everywhere else. But hopefully not. Hopefully it's going to be good. I've seen most of the guys that will be there. Their matches, top-notch wrestlers. Should be fun. That, like I said, that's not till July. So I'll be talking about it a little bit more as it gets closer. Um, I have a couple things in the works for that. I have a couple things in the works for a lot more stuff coming up on the channel now that my life is finally... Um, coming back into swing of things, getting back to normal. So, uh, so yeah, that's gonna, damn, I've been rambling for an hour. Holy shit. Um, that's gonna do it for me. I'm super parched. My throat is like super dry. I keep coughing and stuff like that. I think I got all out. Anyway. Um, so yeah, that's gonna do it for me. Thank you guys so much again for listening. Be sure to hit me up on all the social media sites you see right here on the YouTube page. If you, if you're not watching on YouTube, you're listening to it on SoundCloud or wherever. Hit me up on Twitter at Tom underscore Puppet or the show at Tom Puppet Pod. You can hit me up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Tom Puppet. Uh, the YouTube, just search Tom Puppet. You'll, everything will come up, all my matches, everything. Uh, email me at TomPuppetPodcast at gmail.com. That's, I, I rarely check the emails because I rarely get emails there, but it's there. I do it. The best way to get a hold of me, though, honestly, is either Twitter or Facebook. Um, I'm on them whenever I have a free chance. I always have the, when I'm on my laptop doing my own stuff, those two tabs are always open because I like to interact with other people and things like that. Man, you can hear my voice disappearing. I'm so sorry. And again, I apologize for the lack of good audio content uh, or quality, should I say. Content was good. This is a good fucking episode. I'm proud of it. I like it. Some good stories, some, some heart mint, some jokes. It's a good fucking episode. I'm proud of this one. Fucking good job, Tom Puppet. Good fucking good job. But, um, but yeah, guys, like I said, go ahead and uh, hit me up with any um, thoughts, any good, bad, indifference, whatever. I'd love to hear back from you guys, answer any questions. If, you hear, if there's something you want me to talk about, feel free to ask me. 
Um, I'll be more than happy to talk about things. If I don't know it, I'll tell you I don't know it, but I'll look into it. And, uh, yeah, that's, like I said, that's going to do it for me. Uh, thank you guys again so much. Um, until next time, whenever that is, probably in a couple weeks, um, keep being good. And just, like I said, take your 15 minutes, man. Relax. Be good to yourself and just, just treat yourself good and treat others good. Just fucking don't be a dick. Let's end on that. Just don't be a dick. I'll catch y'all later. Tom, Tom Puppet is a man we should all should strive to be like. He <laughs> does not cower in the face of, you know... Adversity. Ethics or the law or just <laughs> s- standard way of treating other human beings. Common sense. <laughs> he Decency. defends our humor in, even when he really shouldn't. <laughs> I love Tom Puppet. The end.